0: Women's restroom layout is how I envisioned, or how the memories are as a kid. So I feel like when I was five, six years old, I must have went into the women's restroom instead of the men's restroom, and I, I saw this spirit, and it was super. It was it was weird. It was creepy. It was fun, but mm-hmm. I was trying to recreate it this time to like figure it out this time, but it didn't get exactly there.
1: Wow. Yeah, we both went there as kids uh to the mm-hmm. Winchester Mystery House. um Did you grow up around here or anything or?
0: I'm born and raised LA LA area I want to say my family my family must have had like a little vacation or something to San Jose when I was five six seven years old so that was definitely around the time when I went up there and I saw stuff but it was yeah I've always been an LA guy
1: and that makes sense because it's a super touristy spot you know And so, you know like 30 (laughs) years ago or whatever when you were here I'm sure uh, it was a really hot spot for people from out of town
0: for sure, for sure, we can go there or the Cheesecake Factory. All right, or, let's or go. Great <laughs>
1: yeah. or Great America.
0: You know what? I really want to go to Great America. You know where I want to go? That um, we just did. It just didn't work out this time. But Gilroy Gardens. Have you guys oh, been, to yeah, I've been? I've never been. I've
1: never been.
2: It's actually really nice.
0: I've heard it's real cool.
1: Yeah, it, I was to the yeah. uh, Gilroy Garlic Festival one time, but then oh, I nice. realized you had to pay for parking, pay for admission, and then pay for food. So my wow. buddy, and I just went to uh, the flea market and got garlic fries.
0: <laughs> even better, even better. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take my are, kids to a park uh, and go to Gilroy parking, What was that? I'm going to take my kids in the future to a park and be like, oh, this is Gilroy Gardens. This is a uh, Great <laughs> America. <laughs> uh, they downsized, but uh, we're in America and it's great. And there's a fountain. <laughs> there, there we go.
1: Hell yeah. What is up, you guys? Welcome to Hypothetical Comedy. I am Funky Sam Medina.
2: And I'm Athena Rodriguez.
1: And we're here with comedy superstar Eric Escobar. What's up, Eric? How you been, man? Hello, superstar.
0: That's what they used to call wrestlers back in the day. They did. They called wrestler. them wrestler. I,
1: I think they still do.
0: Are They, I, they are superstars yeah. in my heart and yours.
1: They just eliminated the word diva.
0: I know diva's out of there. They can now say hospital. Before they couldn't say hospital, Oh, they say they, medical facility. In the triple H chair,
1: they can say a lot more, a lot more things. I heard uh Michael Cole reference uh Pro Wrestling Gorilla recently on commentary. Oh
0: yesterday. so yeah. growing up in LA, that's what actually got me back into wrestling. Oh, um, oh wow. Yeah, I liked it when I was a kid. I, I think I fell out of it in high school. And then I was moving to NorCal and as a little like gift. My buddy Chris was like, well, if you're going away, I'm going to buy you a ticket to PWG. I think you'll like it. It seems up your alley. So we dropped to Reseda. And after that, it was wild because that move to NorCal was a little tough because I was living in the Redwoods. I was a little alone. But that's when I really started rewatching old wrestling videos, getting into indie wrestling. And uh, yeah, I'm a huge wrestling fan now. And PWG wow. is a big part of that.
1: That's crazy. So she started liking wrestling uh, because of the Pipe Bomb 2011. For but sure. In- but then that just opened the door for me to get a bunch of PWG DVDs, you know. Yeah. And now she loves; she fell in love with it oh my because gosh. of PWG. I
2: love PWG. Yeah, that's like one of my top favorites. And
1: all the people that we watched in that time frame you know, early 2010s, 2013s, whatever—they're killing it now. They're all yeah. They're all in the big companies. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, the one that I went to that got me back into it was a—it uh, was an event called Black Coal Sun.
1: Oh, and It was nice. like yes. Adam
0: Cole's like send off event but wow. the lineup was um adam cole roderick strong ricochet ach um oh my lord who else was in there keith lee might have been in there probably Trevor lee, now in nxt and now uh cameron grimes um yeah it was it was wild oh christopher daniels you know what i mean like all these guys were and they were just having fun young bucks of course kenny omega like whoo
1: Wow. Yeah, what, what year, so cool. what year are you talking?
0: 2014, 2015, I
1: want to say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good era.
0: Yeah. Ooh, it, was, like, it was, it right was great. There, right yeah. Johnny
1: Gargano might've been there still.
0: Gargano was there. Well, he, um, well, so a little awkward, but I remember um, <laughs> Candice LeRae was doing like a Disney gimmick. She like came out and had like something like Disney with her mm-hmm. and I'm a big Disney guy. So it's was like, cool. And I fell in love with her and her tag team. But her tag team, I guess we don't got to talk about it. But I was a big fan of them for a long time. I was like, "This is brilliant." As someone who like didn't really, who hasn't watched wrestling for a while, it was just very like sports entertainery and like Mm -hmm. funny and dumb. And now I'm like, "Oh, we can't talk about Mister Jr. anymore."
1: Yeah, (laughs) not that Jr. We got another (laughs) Jr. We (laughs) got another
0: Jr. That was was, uh, awkward.
1: Yeah, it was the same for her. She actually, uh, uh, yeah,
2: yeah, I fell in love with Candice LeRae. And then I started really enjoying um, Johnny Gargano. As yeah. like, so those were my top two that I really loved. And then we we, we what was it WrestleCon? WrestleCon was okay. in San Jose for the you know WrestleMania and everything. Twenty
1: fifteen.
2: But uh, they were both yeah. at the shows like Evolve and everything. And I was like, oh my god, Candace is here! Oh my god, Johnny's here! Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! That whole like time I found out that they were dating and I was like, my favorites are dating each other. I was so happy. It was so weird.
0: (laughs) Something that I found sort of realized that that was hilarious is um, y'all are familiar with like Southern California areas. You know what I mean? Like Wood or whatever. So when Candice LeRae is a face. She's Candice LeRae from Anaheim, California. When she's a heel, She's Candice LeRae from Riverside, California. Oh, like Riverside's a little more like, whoa. A little more rough. <laughs> so depending, like if she's face or heel, she'll be either from like Anaheim, like land of Disneyland or Riverside, or it's a little more like, all right, this isn't as Disney. Is the other
1: side of the tracks. I, exactly.
0: exactly.
1: I never knew that either. Uh, the highlight of what Athena was saying was uh, she was wearing a Candice LeRae shirt, the one that looks like the Powerpuff Girls.
3: But it, we
0: yeah. Were- oh, nice.
1: But oh. Candice wasn't, it was Evolve, so Candice wasn't even, like, scheduled because she wasn't in Evolve. Okay. And um, so at the end, so Candice was sitting at Johnny's merch table, and I was like, go talk to her, go talk to her, and she walked up so to, to Candice, and Candice was telling us that when we walked in the door, Johnny pointed her out and said, hey, look, she's wearing your shirt. Gotta feel
0: Thank good. Gotta feel good. <laughs> And did you find out at that WrestleCon they were an item? Or did you know? Like, yeah. A little, like, okay, cool, cool.
3: awesome.
2: I I then that like, they
0: what? were an item. You, I know. You, you, you. That's
1: so cool. Yeah. And then on top of that, that, that whole weekend, she ended up buying a Johnny Gargano shirt from Candice. And then at WrestleCon, she bought a Candice shirt from Johnny. From Johnny? <laughs> yeah.
3: That's <was> hilarious. That's <laughs> hilarious. It was the best. Yeah. It
1: was I was so backwards. happy.
2: We got to meet so many freaking wrestlers and people. Like, uh, Havoc... I don't know if you are
1: yes, Yeah. 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 She was just in the lobby and we were just hanging out with her for like 20 minutes during the show, just, just chit-chatting bullshitting. Mm-hmm. I cool.
0: her she's dating um Callahan for a while. Sammy Callahan, yeah. Yep. Um, they're an item.
1: Yeah, she was ta- she was telling us all about the relationship too.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they live I in Ohio. It's funny because she kept saying time. she kept saying Sammy. And at the time, he was in uh, NXT as uh, Solomon NXT? Crow. Yeah. And so it took me a few seconds to realize who she meant.
0: That's funny. That's hilarious. I used to work for uh, Lucha Underground, just only for a season. Wow. wow. But, what uh, did you do not- for them? Sammy Callahan was in there. He was doing like a thumbs up, thumbs down gimmick. And then after that wrapped up, I started working for Women of Wrestling. And um, Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> you know, one of the wrestlers. So it was kind of cool to be like, oh my God, I worked with you and you're dating you, but now I got to work with you, but I don't get to work with you. It was, it was really kind of cool to see both sides.
1: Wow. That's like a um, comedy. Um, not necessarily dating, but like when, when you know, like, oh, I'm really good friends with this comic. And I didn't know you knew that comic or, you know, things like that, yeah. the connections or, or two comics you're really good friends with and you realize they don't know each other. Mm-hmm. That's, that's okay. crazy.
0: You can meet someone and like look them up on Instagram or Facebook and be like, how do we have like a hundred mutual friends? I don't know. If I had a hundred friends. I thought I knew like five people. How do we have like a hundred people in common? And it's like, oh, I know this guy from this guy, and I travel over here, and she was a friend of this person.
1: And it right. all
0: it's cool. I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's this one comic who I became friends with, you know, years back, and we we're doing a wrestling podcast together. And he's like, We came up with the same scene. How did we not meet?
0: That's funny. That's <laughs> 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 I think it's one of those things where there's a real beauty to like. You can go to probably any major city in the country, and you might not know someone, but you definitely got like a friend of a friend. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. you meet someone who definitely is a degree of separation from you. Yeah, yeah. especially now. Cool. So,
1: um, since the Zoom pandemic.
0: Oh yeah, everyone from every part of the part of the world. There are people in Canada, where I'm like, how do I know you? Or how do I know you? <laughs> it's so crazy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I uh, don't know you, me in LA, but I'm huge
0: in South Africa.
1: Like, how did that become a thing? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's that's interesting. Not
0: really, but you know what I mean. Just like <laughs> I do just South Africa Zoom shows, and now I'm like, oh, I know everyone there. That's great.
1: That is awesome. <laughs> you can go to South Africa and you meet you to like a like royalty. Like, oh my god, I love I'm, that. A I'm getting a
0: nine-minute guest set. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, <"Why?" laughs> well, maybe even a ten. Tight we'll nine, tight yeah. nine. Yeah.
1: So uh, so you grew up in L.A. Like, what part of L.A. did you grow up in? Like, how, how what was life like for you?
0: So I grew up in the South Bay, um, specifically Gardena, close to Carson, close to Torrance, Wisconsin, if you know any of those areas. Okay, um, so little, little I, rougher areas. You know what? It was a little rougher, but when you're a kid, you kind of, it, it just, it's life. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so you're not like, oh, I'm in the ghetto area. Or, I'm in the You're just like, oh, this is just, is what it was. What I really love about growing up in Gardena is um, I look back on it, and I went to like a, a, a preschool, a middle school, a elementary school, a junior high, where we had a little bit of everything. Like um, it, it wasn't really like oh you know the, those people hang out with these people, those people hang out with other Like everyone was friends. So you had like a lot of black people, Mexicans, Samoans, Asian, Chinese, Korean, Filipino, um, Tongans, Pacific Islanders, and we all we all were friends. And I think. Um, I really didn't look at like race or culture as a big thing until I got to high school when I was like, oh, you're that. Oh, OK, you hang out with those people and you know this. So um, Gardena, I really I'm really grateful for that. That you know, everyone was there. Everyone hung out and everyone was just a person. I really loved it. Also, Hawaiian food for miles. Oh, man, if you want a good deep fried Spam Musa beer or some oxtail soup, go to Gardena, California and gain 10 pounds and it'll be great. It'll be wonderful.
1: I'm yeah. here for it. I yeah. I am down. <laughs> Absolutely. Hell yeah. So uh you said you moved to uh to to the Northern California. Was that like out of high school or what was that about? So I moved to Norcal in probably 2014, 2015. Okay,
0: okay. Yeah. So it was a little later. Um definitely a few years out of college. Um I went through a really big breakup at the time. Um 2014 was a weird year. I was I was doing a lot of comedy and there were, there were about 10, 11, close to a dozen comics. He passed away all kind of in the scene.
1: Wow. So all like
0: really good friends of mine. Um, a few maybe not so good friends. But you see them, you know, once a week, twice a week. So to lose them over this period was crazy. So between the breakup and losing a bunch of people, I just really needed to switch up. Um, ended up moving to... Uh, Occidental, Sebastopol, if you know that area. I don't I I even know
1: that. I live in Northern California.
0: <laughs> it's like a West Sonoma. So if you're in San Francisco, okay. Bay area, you go up an hour, a little bit to the west. Um, And yeah, that's where I was. And I loved it. I miss it. What's weird, though, is a lot of people think Northern California. They think San Francisco. They think the big city. They think, you know, stuff like that. But I was very much, like, in the Redwoods. Like, it took us 20 minutes to get through a gas station. You know what I'm talking about? Wow. So it was definitely different but that's when i think norcal i think trees i think wilderness i think that kind of area mm-hmm. and a lot of people think NorCal, and they're like oh oakland and you're like hey, a little different. I was, I, yeah but yeah sure why not okay. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> if you want to get into where people live then yes absolutely exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> but i loved it i loved it because t- technically tracy is that's pretty firm northern california right or is that yeah we're,
1: we're just out of the bay area but we are northern california absolutely
0: What's Tracy by? I feel like I've heard of Tracy. I know Tracy, but what's it close to? We're
1: we're like between like San Francisco and Sacramento. I don't know if that okay needs a picture for you.
0: No, no, for sure, for sure. What what I think about an so, hour?
1: We're about an hour from San Jose, hour from Oakland, hour from San Francisco, and about two and a half from Sacramento.
0: Perfect. I got you. I feel like uh, it's weird because when you think of NorCal, it's Southern California. People are like, oh, are you from LA or San Diego? You know what i mean it's like kind of like there's not much variant to that you can be from somewhere else people think oh it's like one of two areas when you're in northern california it's like wait are you like humble or are you like yeah.
3: how are northern you, are
0: you <laughs> there's
1: so there's norcal is a big that stretch of land because
3: like,
1: they're super northern california yeah <laughs> for sure yeah absolutely Uh well, it's-
0: What's wild is, um, I remember I used to I still travel a lot between NorCal and SoCal, and I feel like I always just think Sacramento was super far up, but it's almost just as far as like San Francisco if you're going from LA, because San Francisco you got to like take off the five and go down the five eighty for a minute. Sacramento you just hit it when you're on the five, mm-hmm. so it's not yeah. just like everywhere's on the coast. Some places are more inland, some places are farther out. Yeah, and it's uh, ooh, I love it.
1: Yeah, no, that's 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 cool. I I would imagine that you'd hit Sacramento a lot sooner than San Francisco.
0: I think, depending how you root it,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So when you you moved to Northern California, you're already doing comedy. Um, how long had you been doing comedy at that point? So it's kind of a tricky question because I did my first open
0: mic when I was um, it was 2008. Oh. So wow. 2008 was kind of when I started, but I probably did stand up a handful of times between 2008 and 2011, I would say. And 2011 is when I really got serious about it. So um, I was doing comedy, you know, since about 08, but I really got serious 2011. I was probably doing it about four years before I moved to Northern California. And um, I really loved the Northern California scene. Um, for, the Northern California scene for me was more kind of like, a, you know, like Sally Tomatoes up mm-hmm. in Northern Park. We had a place yeah. in... Um, There's a place called Spanky's in Cotati. They would have open mics. You would have, uh, I think it was called Hot Monk. They had one in um, Sebastopol. They have one in Petaluma. So those areas were really where I was kind of doing a lot of comedy. And every once in a while, I would drive down to San Francisco, Oakland. But um, I want to say my car got broken into pretty quickly into moving to NorCal. So after it got broken into San Francisco, I was like, you know what? I will go to San Francisco, but I'm not going to like... I'll go to other places before there
1: if I have to. Yeah. Yeah. And we always worry about stuff like that in San Francisco too. Uh, So far, the worst that happened is a a bum took a shit next to our car.
2: Yeah. we We were scared because he was in between our car and another car. And he kept on like, he kept going like this.
1: Yeah. He kept looking.
2: And we're like, is he waiting for us to leave to like hurt our car or something? And I got really like scared to leave. But I was like, look, we're just gonna have to go we gotta go and just so like we him. left and when we came back i was so scared we were gonna have broken like glass next to the car nope just a big turd <laughs> Where a he turd. was
0: by the way <laughs> i apologize that year ago.
1: yeah he was so, waiting for us to leave what was that
0: by the way i'm I, i'm really sorry about that i apologize <laughs> I, yeah, was, you gotta go you gotta go just like mm. you said
1: yeah sometimes Sometimes that was the first time we met you though. <laughs> Just <kidding. laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. It was it was, an honor. It was the
0: best mic we've ever been to together actually <laughs> though, so. mm, the tenderloin. I
1: guess uh you know besides uh you know being a little bit worried about your car, uh what was the uh the culture shock for you like going from LA to the northern California scene?
0: Um that's a good question. I feel like where I was living in northern California, it was definitely more like out in the boonies middle of nowhere. So L.A. is one of those places where if you want, you know, Thai food at 3 a.m., you can get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to, like, if, if you're bored and you want to do something, hey, go out. There's a million things to do. You can go to an open mic. You can go to a show. You can go to a bunch of fun spots. Um, where I was living in Northern California was a lot more in the middle of nowhere. So it really was kind of like, oh, like, after 6, 7 o'clock, everything's closed. You know what I mean? Like,
2: oh, you guys want right? to hang
0: out and party, like, you can – bring drinks home or, you know, play a board Mm -hmm. game. You can't, like, there's not, like, a club next door. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that was, it was interesting for me to experience that. Just because I went from one place that was very open to one place that was more like, hey, this is kind of all we got.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I would imagine, um, like, in L.A., the mics are a lot more plentiful. You know, there's uh, accessible, and traveling's probably a little easier. A little
0: bit. I feel like L.A., everyone thinks there's, oh, there's so much stage time. And there is, but we're such a driving town. You got to, like, go to it so you can hit three mics in a night but you're driving an hour in between every mic you know what i mean like oh, it's one wow. of those where san francisco especially the city i feel like if you're in san francisco you can probably hit two or three things really quickly because they're Hell all like yeah, really,
1: really yeah absolutely yeah. can mm-hmm. we've done that yeah we, we haven't done that in a long time but before the pandemic you know we we're always in like two or three mics a night for sure
2: it was great please plus they're like so uh accessible to each other so sometimes we wouldn't have to repark to get to the next one
0: walk over or it wherever. Just yeah like
1: really really or even like going to san francisco to oakland or vice versa because they're so close
0: exactly exactly i feel it's weird because i feel like um things have been going really well for me in terms of comedy Yay. so i haven't been micing as hard as i usually do but pre-pandemic i knew where all the mics are and you knew where to get places and it was great but the pandemic really switched up a lot of stuff Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious to do, like, an L.A. mic run or, like, a bunch of mics in like, San Francisco and see, like, where it is right now. Because for a while, it was kind of like, we got two mics a week, three mics a week, or they were all on Zoom. And it was really, really hard to get. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious if, like, L.A., like, re- is, is recreating its former glory of, like, all right, you can do a few a night or if it's a little more limited.
1: Right, if it's kind of trickling in a little bit. Yeah. I think eventually it will be where it was, but I don't know if it is now. Like, I haven't really. been. But... time, yeah.
2: It's hard to gauge right now. It's still this weird limbo. Like, you think we're out of it. And then all of a sudden, like, weird stuff starts happening again. And people are getting sick really big again. And you're like, damn it. When?
1: (laughs) I know. When is this going to end, man? It's crazy. And
0: our jobs are like, hey, how can we get as many people in a room as possible? Yeah. (laughs) Laughing and breathing on each other. no windows, short ceilings. How can we do that? And it's like, hey, this is probably not the best idea when there's a pandemic going
1: on. Yeah, I remember one time when I was doing uh, security at my comedy club, um, yeah. when, when we first opened up, it was March of 2021. And they had a few comics who weren't like, they were more like Instagram stars than comics just because yeah. it wasn't as easy, you know, at that point to get people. And um, there's this guy and he ran out of jokes. He ran I forgot who he, I forgot his name. Uh, he ran out of jokes. So he started doing like sing-along at the end of his set. And I remember oh when the sing-along started, I'm like, I am going outside because, you know, 300 people singing at one at the same time is not going to be good news. <laughs>
0: I agree. I agree. Yeah. What's hilarious I hope everyone's in mass. Just the whole sing-along
1: is like, I
0: don't know. understand it. It's like, oh my well, God. No, no one
1: knows. Nobody wore masks. Nobody ever wears masks. I got you ever nobody ever ever you know and then the rules i mean the rules for the club are the same as you know like a bar or whatever like you know you have to wear your mask to get to your seat but once you're at your seat it's kind of all bets are off
2: but if you wear your mask now now it's like uh in this phase that we're in if you wear a mask they don't look at you like oh you're a sheep or or oh this or that More more like, like, a... like yeah don't be such a pussy like <laughs> that's how they look at you now over here Wearing masks. It's like really. <laughs> well, I kinda
0: of... I like how wearing a mask now is like more rebellious than not wearing the mask. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah you know, like right.
0: A, like, the mask, you're like Whoa, hold on, <laughs> cool guy. Oh, you're
1: in a mask? What a rebel.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're a you listen to minor threat, you have to, I you do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so how long were you living in Northern California?
0: About a year and a half, give or take. And uh, when I moved back, I really miss it. But I really look at it as a time of my life that was really great. And I'm really grateful for it. I'm really thankful for it. But I don't know if I'm a, I'm a SoCal guy. I'm born and raised out here. Southern California's home. NorCal is cool, but not for me. All right,
1: well, this interview's over. Goodbye. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, did you feel like when you got back to L.A. that you like were different? Like you stepped up your game a little bit, maybe?
0: A little bit. So what's interesting is when I came back, I feel like I didn't know who ran shows anymore. So even just being away for a year, year and a half, all the open mic hosts changed up, all the hosts of the shows changed up. There were new producers. A lot of people stopped doing things. They switched or they took a break. So uh, relearning that was really tough. And I feel like living in NorCal was a really beautiful reset for me. I really was able to, I think sometimes you get in the grind of going to mics and you're just going, all right, mic, 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 mic. And you don't really look at the future. You don't really look at goals you want to accomplish. You're just like, oh, I'm just, I'm just doing this thing. Where I feel like when I moved back, I was like, well, I can't start over and just start, you know, waiting around for four hours for three minutes. to open Mike, like I really, I've done enough. I, I've done this already. So I think I took myself more seriously when I moved back, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna start booking more stuff, trying to just work a little harder and not have to, you know, redo the past like four or five years of my career.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. There's a saying in wrestling. Uh, where they say you can't see the forest amongst the trees yes so you gotta sometimes you just gotta take that step back and just kind of look at it you know you looked at la from from northern california you know and you kind of reassessed it and you went back and and changed it up a little bit that's awesome
0: for sure i also feel like what's interesting is new uh, New um san francisco especially had a lot more i feel like there's there's more of a type you know what i mean yeah. Like I feel in LA, everyone's doing something different. It's like, I'm doing a character act. I'm doing impressions. I'm going to do prop comedy. I'm going to do one-liners. I'm going to storytell. And I really liked being in a scene where everyone kind of had like, um by by no means a similar tone, but kind of like a similar style. You know what I mean? Like everyone was very witty, um, a little more raw. And I, I, I just thought it was really interesting to look at comedy from that new way. Because before it was hard to like, look at what, to see what standup was. Because in LA, a lot of people were doing different things. We're out there, I feel it was my first place living in a while, being in a scene for a while outside of LA. So it's cool to be like, oh, okay, everyone here, you know, they have, they have like more of an edge to them, or everyone here, they have, they're more smart, you know what I mean? Everyone here plays mm-hmm. more witty. And I liked that about the Bay Area. So I was like, oh, okay, what's like my, what's my thing? You know what I mean? Where am I going to go with instead of just trying a million things every time I do something different?
1: Yeah, I think for the most part, um, people in San Francisco are just kind of get better and just kind of. Just do it. And people in LA are more like trying trying to get noticed, maybe.
0: For sure. Yeah. It's like, oh, my agent told me to do this. Sure. I got to dress up
1: like a lobster when I do my set or something.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Like, how can I stand out? Sometimes it's not about the jokes. I'm like, like, I don't know if I agree with that. Um, But you know, every scene has a little bit of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I
2: would dress as a lobster. You would dress as a lobster? I would. Well, that's very shellfish of you.
3: Oh. Hey. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like it. (laughs) <laughs> that was good.
1: Snap yeah. Back. hell yeah i was already i was already thinking about using that somehow and she kind of set me up for it so oh <laughs> yeah whatever it happens
0: right now it won't get better
3: than
1: this It'll <laughs> <laughs> it to a comic, you know
3: yeah
1: <laughs> so uh when did you when did you start like traveling around because i know you're, you're doing a lot of shows and you're leaving la a lot now and you're kind of out there in the world
0: Pretty much been um been been more or less full time on the road since probably about ooh 2017 I would say 2018 maybe um, prior to that I, I it took a while because I would I would go on the road here and there you know I'd go somewhere and, and host mm. a club for like break even money and then come back or I would like be in an area just randomly like visiting family and I'd like get a I'd try to get a guest set somewhere or do some mics or do some book stuff somewhere. And I feel like once, after a few years of kind of like knowing I got a thing here, I got a thing there, I got a thing there, I was able to connect stuff. So instead of going out and making X amount of money, oh, well, a year ago, I worked a bar show and they gave me some cash to do a thing. And then I worked another thing and I taught an improv workshop here. So slowly starting to do it. And then being able to like piece together the puzzle of like, oh, well, I know if I'm a Spokane, I can get this, this, and this, opposed to, I just know one thing. It was a really good feeling. And it's, it's fun to put together that puzzle. It's fun to go out on the road and be like, instead of just flying out for this and flying back, what else could I do? I'm already out here. I want to make the most of my time. What else can I do? And I think that's a really fun wow, part. That's incredible.
1: That's a good way to look at it too. Cause you could just do your shot and be happy with it and go home.
0: Yeah. But I want to, I want to make the most about it. And I'm also like, you know, I'm a big like theme park guy. So if I can like, you know, ride off a theme park or something when I go to a club out of state, like that's really fun. Um, I'm a, You know, I get a tattoo every state I go to. Oh, so I feel like whenever you go and hang out with a tattoo artist for two hours, three hours, you get a good lay of the land. And I think tattoo artists are like the best people. Tattooers or bartenders, are bartenders. They're the best people to tell you like, oh, like you want good food? Go here, here, and here. Oh, you like museums? All right, here's a good spot. You just talk to them for an hour. You know what I mean? You're just, you're just there sitting in a chair while they're working on you. So, um, I always try to get a tattoo if it's a new state early in the trip so I can like pick their brain and be like, all right, what's the best barbecue I can get? What's the best, you know, budget meal I can get? What's the coolest place to visit? What's the weirdest bar?
1: Wow. So
0: I love karaoke.
1: Yeah, because, yeah, they know. They know. They know. But
2: yeah. also yay tattoos. Also yay tattoos. <laughs> and yay
1: cheap, tattoos. Good, good, food. Yeah,
0: are you guys tattoo people? Do you guys have some I don't it? I don't have
1: any tattoos at all. I have a joke about don't that. Start. I
0: love don't tattoos. Start. I
2: cheap. have hobby. one tattoo, but I want so many. Oh my god, I love tattoos so much.
0: I feel like as soon as you get a tattoo, you never see the tattoo. You just look at all the places around it that aren't filled. You know? Yes. What I mean? just, <laughs> you're never like, "Oh, I got this." <laughs> oh, like, I got
2: oh, some like, oh, <laughs> skin right there. See, cool. I have mine on my wrist right and all i see is this one has nothing
0: on it (laughs)
1: exactly you know what i'm talking about i hear that's a painful place too on the on the wrist because you've got veins right there a
0: lot of nerves the wrist and the hand have a lot of nerve endings Mm. so it feels like extra spicy in there i hate getting tattooed it's i i hate it absolutely hate it you hate the process i hate the process but i love i love when you get the tattoo and you're like here's a beautiful thing on me i'm gonna remember this forever like there's a permanent memory like it's great
1: i mean it's a lot easier if you just get some sharpies
0: oh my goodness it's true <laughs> you gotta reapply it every day wake up yeah. early it's <laughs> true it's a whole process
1: what are uh what are a couple of your favorite ones that you got uh going to some different states
0: yeah Ooh, good question there's so actually it's kind of crazy i have this dinosaur i mean i have a, a triceratops right here you guys you can did. see it oh. yeah. on your
1: shoulder yeah on your I shoulder love it. And,
0: It's done in a style, um, I've always uh, heard it called a Haida, which is sort of like a Pacific Northwest, Southern Canada uh, native style. And there's a lot of beautiful imagery and a lot of beautiful animals they do in this art style, but I really love dinosaurs. So I was like, oh, can I get like a dinosaur, but in this version to honor my time when I was up there? And they're like, yeah, sure. So that's one of my favorites. I also have, I don't know if I can show it, it's on my leg. I have a (laughs) sloth
1: wizard. Did you say a sloth wizard?
0: Yeah, I love sloths. Nice. I love wizards. Sloth wizard. And then right over here, here's a... um Oh, what's he called? A, a Yeti. Here's a Yeti from a ride called Expedition Everest in Florida at Disney World. It's my favorite Disney ride. So I got that tattoo. I'm also a big Bigfoot guy. But um if we were to talk about it, this could be the whole podcast. I yeah. Every tattoo is like a child. Some are definitely more annoying and not as nice. But there's <laughs> still... <laughs> So you'll love them all. You'll love them all.
1: I don't know if you want to talk about it, but do you have a least favorite one?
0: <laughs> Ooh, a least favorite tattoo. Good question. I <laughs> that say. tattoo artist is like, you were that guy,
1: man. I worked hard. I gave, you, I gave you an out, though. I said, I don't know if you want to talk about it because I don't want you to hurt anybody's feelings.
0: <laughs> so what's weird is I wouldn't say this is my least favorite tattoo. And I got it from an incredible tattoo artist who it wasn't his fault at all because the design was great. But I think I just didn't take care of it, and it got infected. Oh. So it's kind of like a blob. But I, it's cool because it's like an angry like wrestling mask. And I feel <laughs> like, it's going to be kind of hard to show, but I feel like the infection kind of made it more, like, tough. Oh. <laughs> oh. Now it's like a zombie wrestler. Wow. So it's not the, it's just the one that was the most unfortunately messed with. Not the <laughs> artist's fault. My fault. And I kind of like it, because now it's like a angry luchador instead of just a regular luchador mask wow where's that one it is i'm gonna try to show it it's ah it's the back of your arm oh
1: wow (laughs) nice it's
0: um it's the lucha underground logo
2: that is so cool oh okay
1: okay
0: yeah So it's like a an angrier version of that
1: (laughs) (laughs) nice that's cool you got the logo just because the memory right
0: you know what, I get a uh, Friday the 13th tattoo every Friday the 13th I can get it. Oh, and I remember wow. I went to one and I was like, well, what's, where's your flash sheet? Where, what can I choose from? He's like, I'll do whatever you want. And I'm like, oh, this never happens. Usually Friday the 13th, it's like, we're only doing these five tattoos or this sheet. Oh, okay, it's specials, right? Yeah. Mask. And he was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, oh, cool. Let's do it. Fuck yeah.
2: Friday the 13th, by the way, is my favorite day. It it's is my great. favorite day. I okay. love Friday the 13th.
3: Oh, that's that's. Do we,
0: do we have one this year? I feel like we might not have one this year. I thought it passed already. It may yeah. have already happened. All right, because sometimes we have like three or four. And yeah. It's like zero. And yeah, like sometimes
1: long. there's quite a few in a single year. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. I love it. What are your uh, some of your best Friday the Thirteenth memories? Do you have do you have anything special?
0: Ooh, you know what? My first tattoo was a Friday 13th tattoo. Oh, wow. I would say that's my biggest Friday 13th memory. I got like a little rocket that's 13 on it. Still, still have it on me. That was the first tattoo I ever got. So yeah.
1: How old were you when you got your first tattoo?
0: Later in life. I want to say it was probably like, ooh, maybe 24.
1: Okay, that's not that. That's a baby later in life.
0: <laughs> but you know what? Some people are like, I took getting tattoos at fourteen. Yeah, like, no, right. like, Give me back my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Dang,
1: fourteen. Wow. I
0: feel like a lot of people either get their, their first tattoo at like eighteen or twenty
1: one. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, 18, that's
0: that's of the big like my first tattoo years.
1: So when uh, you're 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 a road comic, you're doing really good. Uh, the pandemic happens. Like, how does that affect you?
0: Um, I, I did a lot of Zoom shows. A lot of people were like, "No, we're not going to do them. this. Is dumb." Yeah, I did them. I don't think they were super fun. I wouldn't say they were highlights of my comedy life, but um, but I did a bunch. And what I loved about it is being in the pandemic, going from being on the road so much to being on the, to having to deal with being stuck at home. It was it was very jolting and almost like traumatic. Like you go from literal nonstop travel and work to I don't know what to do with myself. And I did a lot of Zoom shows that filled the time. You know what I mean? I was able to do, you know, a seven o'clock Zoom show in mm-hmm. India or whatever. And then at 10 o'clock do one, you know, in the UK. And then at noon, there's one on the East Coast. And then do a couple at night that are, you know, out here. It was so cool to be able to tune in pretty much at any time and find a mic.
1: Yeah. And, uh, yeah.
0: I was really grateful I was really grateful for the online comedy community to do that. Um, A lot of people were against it and I get it, but for me, it helped pass the time. So I'm grateful.
1: That's cool. You know, it's crazy because we talked about, you know, I talked I mentioned earlier about scenes and like not meeting people in the scenes. Um, Zoom was kind of a scene, you know, like a little bit of a melting Uh pot, everybody from everywhere. And I was doing a ton and you were, sounding like you were doing a lot too. I am surprised that we didn't really cross paths on zoom.
0: Yeah interesting what what were the ones that you were doing a lot of do you remember some of the ones that you were um
1: this is this is going to be a disaster i was doing a lot the panda mic uh we were running on one i've been i we still have a friday night open mic on zoom that's been going for over two years Nice. But I was getting on everything I could get on, you know, just whatever. Yeah. Whoever was having Zoom shows, I would emailing people like, let me get on your show. Let me get on your show. Let me get on your show. And
2: then we were also like uh, producing international showcases on Zoom.
1: Yeah. So we were doing this uh, thing called the Hypothetical World Tour, where uh, um, it's all comics in Germany, right? And it's in English, okay. um, but all the comics are in Germany, or then all the comics are in Hong Kong, or all the comics are in Malaysia, and we were just—we did about ten of those. That was really fun. Wow!
0: What was the uh, what was the wildest Zoom show internationally? Was it the
1: Germans? Was it the Malaysians? Um, well, I think uh, as far as like that kind of blew my mind was we did a Slovenia show. Okay. And their humor is very like kind of dark <laughs> and just—I um, don't know—I want to say brooding a little bit. I don't really know how to describe <laughs> it, but I was a little bit kind of like taken aback by them. It was fun though. It was a lot of fun. It was just different from what I was, you know, what I was used to. I can see that. Yeah. I was doing a lot of mics
0: um, to this group in South Africa and I didn't realize South Africans love puns. They are all about the puns. Like every joke is like, not every joke we hear a lot of pun based jokes, which I feel like we don't get too much here in the States. Like some people do them, but they're not like popular. But out there it was like boom, boom, and they were good puns. And I was like, This is so random. Like, <laughs> I love puns, but we don't get them like you guys get them. Y'all are killing it. This is wonderful. Wow.
1: We did one, uh, we did a Hong Kong show, and uh I don't know how we did it, but we timed it uh good enough to where this comic literally physically went on stage with his phone and he did okay. both of the shows at the same time, like a That's in-person great. show and a Zoom show. I love that. Yeah, I it was super uh, fun. Um,
0: I used to run an open mic in Gardena. We're still kind of on and off, but um, I would always have a guest host run it for me when I was on the road, but I would call in. So they would like, I would do like a FaceTime set from where I was on the road and on the open mic as like a dual set. And then I'd be like, thanks guys. Thanks guys. And then leave. And I always thought that was like such a fun, weird, it's just great. I loved it's it. Fun. I've only done it a handful of times, but it's so fun.
1: Nice. Hey, speaking of calling in, uh, one time when I was doing, Back to security, comedy club security. Uh, we had Darnell Rawlings on from uh, the Dave Chappelle show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was there for the weekend, whatever. But one specific night, uh, he was on stage and he goes, oh, hey, you guys, hold on a second. Dave Chappelle's is calling me. And he pulls his phone out and he puts it on speakerphone and he puts up to the microphone. And he's like, hey, Dave, what's up? You know, I'm on stage right now. And Dave Chappelle says, tell your audience, this is the cheapest they are ever going to hear me.
0: That's hilarious. I love that. I love that.
1: Yeah, it was great. It was great. He just reminded me of that. That's cool though, you know, um I mean the Zoom's really did keep us going and things like that. And then for somebody like you cuz I know a lot of the the uh, the road comics, you know, the the bigger name comics that that were grinding really hard like before the pandemic, like they they you know, well, the, their livelihood was kind of gone and a lot of things. I'm glad, glad to see that you were thriving a lot.
0: Yeah. It worked out. Um a couple of things that really saved me is um, the Actors Fund and uh, Comedy Gives Back. They both ran a couple of grants, oh, and it was, wow. it was just a little bit of money to help you help you through that, that really hard time where it's like th- I'm losing a weekend of work. You know what I mean? Yeah. On a flight mm-hmm. that I already paid for, and yeah, like, it was kind of crazy. So they really helped. And then it was wild because I was able to do a few corporate shows, and uh, I think one or two college shows, and there were even a couple clubs, a couple one nighters that would actually give you a similar rate to do something over Zoom oh, that's that the same as in person. And it's wild because if I were to do a college somewhere far out, it's great money. But once you factor in your flight, maybe a hotel, maybe a rental car, it's, you know, you're losing a lot of that. But now they're paying the same rate to do it online. So you almost get like double paid. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like, oh, I didn't have to like pay for a flight or I didn't have to pay for a car. Or I didn't have to pay for gas. So it was interesting because... There were some ways throughout the pandemic where Zoom was almost better than doing live shows just for a financial standpoint.
1: Wow, that's incredible. I wish mm-hmm. I was hanging out with you on the Zooms and getting on some of those shows. I'll
0: give you 20%. That's about a 25 cents <laughs> of my rate. I'm pretty sure that's about that rate.
1: Nice. I
2: really enjoyed how the pandemic, and I said this before and I say it a lot, but I really enjoyed watching people still put an effort like they started creating different ways of putting their comedy out they started uh venturing into side hustles that were really super creative like creating epks for other comedians doing web design and graphic art i i i really think that a lot of comics um yeah some of them had a really difficult time uh and that's the, the, the end of the story. But some of them really rose to the, the challenge. Yeah. And that was so inspiring for me personally to see.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, look at um, Andrew Schultz. He was huge pre-pandemic. He was great. But the pandemic really, he, he just took a hold of it. And it really you know, launched him into another thing. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of comics end up experimenting more. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like in yeah. LA, every show you go to, every mic you go to, there's a producer in the audience, someone runs something in the audience. So we just want to do well. So a lot of people in LA, you know, they, they're phenomenal comics, but, you know, you, you know it works. We're over Zoom, you're going to bomb if you kill, you're going to bomb if you bomb. You know what I mean? Just like, <laughs> do, do, do. You, can't, you can't see anyone, you can't hear anyone. So I might as well try to get like weird and more creative. Like, I feel like I gained an extra, let's call it 20 minutes over the pandemic era. Prior to that, I probably had... 20 30 minutes you know what i mean so in 10 years i wrote let's call it like an okay 30 but (laughs) generate brand new material because i i was i felt like i could write more and i felt like i could do more and try more things out over zoom because you're going to like me or hate me and you know what y'all live in germany you're never going to see me (laughs) This mic is being run out of Maine. Who do I know in Maine? I don't know. <laughs> out here, I was so much more protective of like my set and how I had to do well. I couldn't get weird. I had to do well.
1: Yeah, be yeah. People did experiment a lot more, and you could experiment with your with your ex- material, like you did, or you could also experiment with shows, like people did as well. And then even in venues experimented by doing shows outside or on the roof or weird yeah, things exactly like that as well.
0: And that's a different vibe.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was it was a crazy time for all of us uh well,
0: we, we made it. We're through it sort of ish.
1: What was it like for you? Like like I guess what was the time frame that it lifted for you? Cause it lifted for all of us kind of a different different times. You know, there's people who I was only locked down for three months and I was back to doing comedy or you know, whatever. Like what was it like for you? I wanna
0: say I'm actually looking at my calendar right now. I did a run in ooh, I wanna say it was like Baltimore, not Baltimore, Maryland, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. And that was, you know what? So at the end of at the end of 2020, I started getting a lot more road work and kind of like small places, kind of like you know like um Mm -hmm. not small places, but places that would open up first. So like trying, yeah, yeah, like 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 more um like you know not major cities in Arizona, uh, not major cities in Florida, but I want to say. Things really got serious probably around mid-2021.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Around May, yeah. Started going to the East Coast around then. I did Little Rock. Um, started going to Arizona a lot more. Started going to Washington, Oregon a lot more. So, yeah, I would say probably, yeah, yeah. right around mid-2021. Um, even, even early 2021, things started getting better. But
1: yeah. quite yeah.
0: Yeah. April, May is when things started getting, like, every weekend, like I'm doing something.
3: You know what I
1: mean? Oh, good. Yeah, and that was around the time that, like, wrestlemania had people there and and sporting yeah. events started kind of having people around and and things like that so yeah early to mid 2021 is kind of when it opened ish
0: <laughs> for sure for sure i remember that i remember um it was a big thing because uh they still have the thunderdome in wwe but AEW would have like pockets remember like you could yeah. buy like mm-hmm. seats but then no one could be around you and then like two rows down there'd be another bunch of seats like a cluster and there was like little chunks of people in all the AEW shows.
1: Yeah, that was neat. And then like NXT would have um students in the audience. And yeah, students are like
0: professors who aren't doing anything.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah th- those are really cool. I really like the Thunderdome concept. It was really um visually like really neat, you know, visually.
0: I thought it was fun. I thought it was super yeah. fun.
1: Yeah. I
0: feel like it was it was it was fun, but then you realized everything was being um sort of like pre-taped, you know what I mean? It wasn't organic. They'd be like, hey, everyone cheer, and everyone cheer, everyone boo, and everyone boo, and they are just plugging in what they want to plug in. I feel like a scene as that kind of like made its way to like the verse, and I was like, ah, I feel like I'm just getting told what to feel. Well, they
1: tried to. Did you ever go to it? Did you ever um, attend via uh, Thunderdome? No, I
0: think I I I tried, and I couldn't get in. I could like never Um, score the tickets, yeah.
1: I got in once, but I was I I ended up having to work, and I couldn't go. Like, I was really Uh, disappointed. Uh, so I was able to get it once, but I didn't go. Um, they really did try, I, as far as I know, in the beginning to make it a, a live fan experience, you know. But then people were, like, putting Crispin Wall in their square. And uh, I think some people even yeah. put, like, a KKK and, like, there I knew was, like Omega, a
0: few. I knew like, turned, tuned into one. And it was, like, a big, like, oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the fans kind of ruined that for for all of us some of Not the surprising. bad ones
0: wrestling fans are an annoying bunch yeah no, they really are i always tell her i As hate, wrestling, wrestling, fan fans. I hate wrestling
1: fans so much yeah <laughs> i really do hell yeah so out in la are you doing any acting i know uh you're doing a few things right yeah um last couple
0: of years i've done a lot of game
1: shows which is uh, you know i early saw early. that i was I actually uh life. I was watching. I was getting ready to watch like Raw or something, or I think it was AEW, and I saw this game show with Jay Leno. And uh, Life, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." But I just saw like the, the just the tail end of it, and I started yeah. looking up on social media, and I was just kind of scrolling, and I go, "Is that Eric Espar?" No, I'm being racist. That's just some bald Mexican dude. <laughs> and then I go, "Wait a minute!" I'm Holy every bald shit. Mexican guy. It's
0: it, it's weird because I never thought game shows would be like my thing. Like I love game shows. They're cool. But it's worked out that I've been on a ton in like the last couple of years. Um, getting a lot more commercial work, which I'm really grateful for, a lot of commercials. You're looking at the new face of um, him's erectile dysfunction. Oh, so, that's awesome. Ladies. And what's great about it is I got to write a bit on this. I feel like once or twice a week, when it was big, like it was like once, twice a day, but even to say once, twice a week, people will message me and I'll be like, Eric, is this you in this ED commercial? And I'll be like, yeah. But why are you getting targeted for an ED medication? Like, this isn't a commercial for everyone. You got to be searching something for this to come up and interesting. I, I don't judge. I don't, I don't judge. Know, I,
1: we, get, we get the hymns and the HERS commercials all the time. Oh there, you go. there you go. But I'm like, oh, are you like looking up something and that's why I'm on your screen right now? <laughs> yeah. Actually, we we're just watching TV and the YouTube commercial came on. You're like, what? Yeah.
2: I'm like, these hymns commercials are for ed and the the hers commercials are for like
0: depression
2: pills (laughs) (laughs) well
0: when you get ed you do get depression so i will say there is they're interchangeable yeah that's
1: true you're right yeah Yeah, you're right about that so yeah i guess it is for depression for men too
2: oh it's like the reverse huh for men it's like uh the E D and then depression and the women, it's the depression and then that you don't yeah. want to you don't want to go.
3: Yeah.
0: Men are from Mars, women Venus. Hell yeah.
1: Something <laughs> like that. Something like that. What game shows have you been on?
0: Um I was on uh You Bet Your Life. I was mostly re- most recently on um Person Place Your Thing. I did one called Pupil Puzzler that I really liked a lot. Ooh. Um one else have I been on uh oh let's make a deal with Wayne oh Brady.
1: that's cool were you that on it really um nice. in person in person yeah oh, one of my nice, one of my nice. uh comedy buddies was on it virtually i guess during the pandemic
0: oh nice yeah they actually yeah. had um ours was kind of 50 50. it was like six people in the room and then like six people like tuning in and they would like choose different people
1: okay and that was oh, really fun
0: God. um what else have i been on i've been on a couple of other things um but yeah just a bunch of stuff and it's been really really cool and it's it, it, it's just it's like one of my favorite things like game shows they're such like high pressure high energy like let's go let's have a good time and um <laughs> yeah. it's such a rush. i love. Well, it. I don't know about
1: you i don't know about you but i know i grow up still to this day you know watching game shows and like you know imagining I'm on it as i'm watching it you know playing along or whatever and um to be honest i'm sure it's incredible
0: well it's funny because when you're when you're watching it on the tv you're like this is the answer. Why are you being so dumb? Just guess. It. It's the answer. It's the answer. But when you're there, it's even if you're like not under pressure, it's like tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not relaxed on your couch. You know what I mean? Hanging out. You're like in there, like in the zone. And it's, the lights
1: it's are on you and everybody's looking lights at you, you. and yeah, cameras. People are, you.
0: people are watching you. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, oh, makeup
1: geez. sweating down your face.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> what is a, uh, uh, I don't know if you can talk about it, but what's some of the coolest shit that you want on a game show?
0: Ooh, uh, what is the coolest, per- I've gotten a lot of cash prizes, which have been pretty fun. Um, I think one of the most exciting things is um, me and my wonderful fiance, we got engaged, we moved together and we really didn't have a ton of stuff in our house. Like we just we just moved in to this little town home. It's great, we don't have a lot of things. And um, I remember getting on the show called Purpose and Placer thing, they gave us some Cuisinart stuff, but I was like, so in the moment, I didn't realize what it was. But they gave us a coffee maker, which we super need, and like a bread mixer, like the bowl, a mixing bowl. Like a, Okay, yeah, yeah those oh. are awesome. And it's like, I would have never bought one of those, you know what I mean? We just don't have money to be spending it on like mixing bowls. Like, no, let's spend it on something else. But to get one from a game show, was like, oh, this is something that I always used, never would have thought I used, and we totally need, this is cool.
2: That's awesome. That
1: is really awesome.
2: Yeah, we love our coffee maker too. It yeah. grinds
1: beans. Yeah, we have a queen in our <laughs> coffee maker too, and it has a bean grinder on it. They're the Thank best. Um, also,
0: I won a year's worth of People magazine. Oh hell
1: wow, uh, yeah! I thought you were gonna say a rice or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, for sure. That's cool though. People's magazine, huh?
0: So that was a thing. Yeah, fun fact. <laughs> give it to my mom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I would probably give it to somebody else too. That's funny. Yeah, that's hilarious. My hack is
0: what I do is I um. When I get one, and it's it's like within the last week or two weeks, when I fly, I'll bring it with me and I'll give it to the flight attendants because
3: oh,
0: um, cool. they always like they always want something to read or something to do. So you know, if you give it to them, and they usually like hook it up. You know what I mean? It's not every time they're like, oh yeah, I'm like, thanks. You want a free shot? I'm like, yes, I would love a free <laughs> shot, please. Oh, Just wow. sometimes they hook it up and you're nice to them, and I feel like people in magazines are things they can stroll through it. They're not going to buy Wi-Fi, you know, for their whole flight or whatever. So. That's Kind of what I do with them, that's,
1: that's cool, nice. and then you have you have a really like a fun and like um just a, a fun, bubbly personality, so I'm sure people are happy to like, hey, yeah, I'll hang out, with you I'll have a shot with you or whatever?
0: For sure, yeah, it's cool, I like it. I'm always just one of those people where it's like, I can talk to someone on a flight, like, I'm not gonna force it, but that'll let it go by way faster than just sitting there for four hours, so yeah, good vibe, and they put out vibes, it's like, yeah, let's let's chat for a minute. I'm not oh. someone like best friends at like airport bars you know what i mean like we're <laughs> out so just, you mentioned tough. getting
1: engaged <clears throat> excuse me how long have you been engaged when did you get engaged since march 20. oh so, nice congratulations
0: in july august september November. yeah there you go about seven months
1: about half a year yeah that's awesome man yeah, congratulations on that
0: thank you she's the best best friend best partner i love her so much she's great
1: Aww, nice same. nice Oh, yeah, you love her, too? Yeah,
0: I love her. Oh, she loves her, she loves her, <laughs> too, apparently.
1: <laughs> so, that's good. You got that going for you.
0: Uh, it's great, it's wonderful. It's just weird, because I feel like it's an odd place to be in, because I, I I talk about this all the time, I think mean, it's so interesting, but eight years ago, the only thing I wanted, the thing I was working so hard towards, the thing I was just putting all of my effort into, was comedy. Like, I just wanted to be on the road doing comedy. I didn't care what it took if I could be traveling every moment of my life, performing comedy in a different area every night, that's all I wanted. That's, 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 that, was, that, that was the best. And I'm so grateful that a lot of work has paid off to where that's been my life. And I've been able to pretty much travel nonstop, go to places that I want to go, headline these fun clubs, headline these fun theaters, meet amazing people. But now I'm engaged and I just want to be at home and hanging out with her. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying that I finally like I'm doing the thing I want to do in my life. And now I'm like on the road somewhere cool and like New York and I'm going to be at a club and it's going to be great. I'm going to get drinks. And I'm like, I just, I was like, I wish I was eating just like shitty pizza with Ani and watching like a scary movie at home. You know what I mean? It's so like, yeah. <laughs> so it's finding that balance. So the road's been really great to me and I've been I'm hustling really hard to get more dates but 2023, I think I'm going to try to find that balance a little more instead of being out every weekend or out for two, three weeks at a time, maybe be out for two weeks and spend two weeks at home or maybe, you know, do weekends. Like I can spend three weekends out on the road as long as they're not like connected I can be home Monday through Wednesday. You know what I mean? Nice. So it's kind of where I am. It's, it's weird to grow up. I hate growing up. It's very strange. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Falling in but-
0: love is the worst. Uh. <laughs>
1: you you know you do have a lot of dates and stuff you know you are a lot you're everywhere all the time I, i've seen i've seen that and i'm like holy shit this guy's everywhere so yeah sure. that that is good that you're going to kind of come up with more of a balance and just kind of balance your home life with your with your yeah. comedy life
2: a lot of people aren't cognizant of those things like they'll be like well i guess this is how my life's gonna be
1: yeah from like, now
2: on but you're like no i want something better
1: deal with it woman or you know whatever <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah so that's that's awesome
0: I, like comedy still brings me so much joy, you know what I mean? I it's still like the most amazing, it's, it's so great, yeah. it's so great, I love it. Um, but we're looking forward in terms of like if we have kids, I like you book shows out a lot of people don't know this, you book shows out a year to 18 months in advance. Mm-hmm. Like, I have stuff in my calendar for 2024 just because they're like, we're booked until 2024. Like, if you want to work with us then, you can do it, but sorry, we have nothing open until then. Maybe something drops getting earlier, but because he got so far out, like if we have kids or if she ends up getting pregnant in the next, you know, year or something after we get married, like I'm not going to be, I don't want to be on the road all the time while she's at home with our baby. You know what I mean? Like, I gotta, I gotta be home. I want to be with my kid. I gotta take care of my kid. But if I'm looking at bookings, it's like, will we have a baby in eighteen months when this gig happens, or will I be on the road? And it's this weird game of being like, "What? What? You have to plan out so far ahead, just for five hundred bucks to headline a chuckle factory hut in the middle of <laughs> you know, Georgia? Like, all right, like for all right, cool."
1: Yeah, no, that's that's very true. I mean, like, because you're booking so far ahead you don't even know what your personal future is going to be like Mm -hmm. as low and you're trying to line it you're trying to line the two up it's funny how
0: often you hear comics be like well you know i booked this tv show and it's so great but oh man i have to cancel a weekend the laugh chuckle palace in detroit (laughs) and it's like dude you just you're getting paid 50 grand for a tv show and you're like worried about like ruining our relationship to feature for $300 on a Thursday. But that's where our minds go. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, Cause we're yeah. doing this for the comedy. Like as much as we love the acting and what we can do to like help out the comedy, we're doing it for the comedy. So it's like, oh, I don't know if I want to sign this development deal with SNL. Cause I'm doing an MC weekend next week. And it's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but then
2: I feel that though. I feel that. it.
0: That's me. Yeah. I've turned down work where I'm like, I just need to turn it down for just, you know, a little $20 gig or whatever
1: priorities you know like yeah. what's more important to you are you trying to do comedy are you trying to do acting or whatever i guess at that point
0: <laughs> exactly yeah.
1: that's crazy yeah what are what are um some of the craziest places or f- i guess most fun places you've been to for comedy
0: um i just got back from anchorage alaska oh alaska wow, that's cool. i love alaska shout out to kill cute charlie's um it's like six bars under one roof and they have this beautiful stage in the middle Um, I loved Alaska. That was really fun. Um, I'm a big food guy. I love to eat. So anywhere I can get like somewhere like, like sometimes I will look at a club booking that I have six months down the line and I will Google all like the fun restaurants around the comedy condo. And then be like, what am I going to get for lunch on Saturday? You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I'm about her. I'll be like the comedy <laughs> club and menu and be like, you guys have a green chili burger? Oh, I'm ordering that early show Thursday. <laughs> so, um,
1: <laughs> you plan your whole weekend.
0: Exactly. You just found the food. So, like, uh, I, you know The South, just you can't go wrong with good barbecue, good banana pudding, stuff like that. I'm a big fan of, you know, just, I, love, I love Southern cooking. So that's really great for me. And, um, I guess they're like weird, fun, cool places. You know what? Talking about the South, had a great time in Kentucky. I worked oh, um, I worked in Louisville and uh, it, it, it's just straight best fried chicken I've ever had. Great fried chicken. It's amazing. And um, they also have really good spoon bread. It's like a corn bread, but it's also kind of custardy. And I remember being like, Kentucky's cool. I didn't think I would have a great time, but I walked out of there being like, There was delicious food, great people, good bourbon. Ten out of ten. Wow,
1: interesting. That's cool.
2: That's what I want to do. That's like my biggest. (laughs) That's my biggest thing about travel is like I want to travel and eat different
0: places everywhere. (laughs) The most heartbreaking thing for me is when I get back from somewhere and someone is like, "Oh, did you try the whatever?" and I'm like, "No." They're like oh yeah they're known for their like pastrami burger you have to try it And i'm like well i'm back now i, didn't know that. <laughs> I had no idea <laughs> yeah
1: definitely um i guess uh one thing I, to, <clears throat> one thing I wanted to ask you too is if if you can manifest a couple of things uh what do you want to do like who do you want to work with what are some things like that, that you want to like achieve and accomplish
0: Oh, I, good question. Um, I guess we're with David Lynch. It's like Eraserhead, Twin Peaks, stuff like that. Uh, David Lynch has always been like a. a he, I've always been a big fan of his. So to collaborate on him with something in the future, I think would be really, really cool. I've always had this weird dream of having um, David Lynch do my first comedy special, uh, direct my first comedy oh, special, wow. which is something he would probably never want to do. But yeah, yeah that's I true. Would love that. Um, so to work with him one day would be incredible. Um, Tim and Eric were always really big for me. Uh, Tim and nice. Eric Austin show. Tim Heidecker, Eric Wareheim. Yeah. Adult Swim was really big for me. So to one day work in the Adult Swim world or collab with Tim and Eric or Tim or Eric would be great. And um, one of my favorite comics of all time has always been uh, Steve Martin.
3: So to oh. work with Steve Martin
0: in some capacity was, is, always, is always been a dream of mine. Um, as a big Disney fan, I've always wanted to be in something disney and the world is bigger now they have you know marvel they have maybe something on national geographic i don't know <laughs> but uh, um but to be in a disney movie or a disney project has always been a big dream of mine Wonderful. and um kind of like i said earlier uh, i get a tattoo every state i go to so you get 50 tattoos from 50 states would be a dream i'm over halfway there so in the next you know hopefully five to ten years making all those things a possibility are, are definitely Kind of what I'm working towards, kind of towards what I'm manifesting, trying to put what I
1: achieve.
2: That would be a dope vlog.
1: Yeah. Your
2: last tattoos, your remaining well, tattoos. You. Oh, yeah.
1: That would be All incredible. of those are
2: fucking awesome. I really hope you get uh, either achieve them or close to or better.
0: I agree. I agree. I hope I uh, work with Tim and Eric's sons. Just not them. <laughs> <laughs> More creative, oh, wonderful people.
1: Or you could just find I'll some be... other guy named Tim and you could just be the new Tim and Eric. These yeah, I'll find new... <laughs> <laughs> That'd be Tim. Tim and Eric with the a K. Becomes
0: the whole thing, maybe it on adult swim. It'll be great.
1: Hell yeah. I like it. Uh, you kind of glossed over in the beginning. I wanted to, to ask you, though, what did you do with Lucha Underground and Women of Wrestling?
0: Um, I was a production assistant for both. Um, you know, there were small roles, nothing crazy. But um, I loved my role, especially in The Underground, because for a while, I was the official blood wiper. Uh. Uh, my job <laughs> is between matches, if they bled, I would go in the ring, spray it with hydrogen peroxide, wipe it down so it was good enough for the cameras, get out of there, and uh, that was my job.
2: Oh, my God. That is like, okay... As much as I love wrestling, when they're bleeding all over the mat, I'm always like, oh, oh, they're rolling in the
0: blood. They're rolling in the blood. (laughs) And you know who takes care of that? This guy. Uh, (laughs) Dream job. Service.
2: service.
3: (laughs) Oh my God.
1: Oh, wow. That's incredible, though. Did you get to meet a lot of celebrities and a lot of wrestlers doing that?
0: It was, I got, I definitely got to work with some people who, as a wrestling nerd, I thought were really cool at the time, but now they're like blowing up. Like people like a uh, Sammy Guevara. Um, I remember when he was doing a lot of stuff, and now he's obviously an AEW superstar—not superstar, a wrestler. Yeah. Um, who else was in there? Jeff it's, Cobb. Yeah, I
1: actually, sorry to interrupt you. Sammy Guevara is a sports entertainer.
0: He's a sport. See, <laughs> you did there. I love it. I love it. Uh, Jeff Cobb, Um Cross was a character for a while. Um, he's so dope. Diana Rosa. You know what I mean? Like people who at the time are incredible and amazing, but now they're they're super huge on a yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's
1: funny because uh when we talked about PWG earlier, and all the, the those era people are doing big things later on. A few years later, all the Lucha Underground people are doing big things now too. It's
0: true, and I feel yeah, like Lucha Underground was so great and so wonderful. I think Bray Wyatt. Would have been a perfect Lucha Underground edition. He would have been, he would have been Lucha Underground. He would have been super great. And I'm sad to see it go, but it was it was really beautiful getting to spend some time on that show.
3: Yeah.
2: It was also good to have like another new thing. It was a new yeah.
1: Yeah. wrestling thing. So that a, was a big too. company for people to work for. Cause I mean, you know all the big companies died in 2001 besides wwf wwe exactly. and so it's really it is really good when other companies pop up and they stick around for a few years i mean they're around for what four or five years
0: yeah well even women of wrestling i think they were only on access for a long time and i believe they have a cbs deal now so to even see something where it's like an all women's promotion is now getting a little bit of love on the network scale like we're seeing a lot of great yeah. stuff happen right now and I'm so stoked I'm a wrestling fan in this time, in this oh, era. Yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Do you have any projects coming up?
0: Ooh, good question. I'm going to be on the road a lot so check me out on Instagram at Eric Escobar. Um, you'll see where I'm coming. If you see a date where you're like, hey, I remember hearing this guy. He's going to be in my town. Definitely drop a line. Send me a message till you heard me on Sam McKean's podcast. And I'll be like, you know what? You're paying double. Because uh, he is a... Uh, <laughs> Not a friend. No, he's great. But uh, yeah, if you hear me on hypotheticals, definitely drop a line. I would love to hear that. Um, I'll try to hook it up with something. Uh, In terms of TV stuff, uh, just keep an eye out. I'll be posting it. I'll be letting you know. I have some stuff I'm not allowed to talk about. I have some stuff I'm not allowed to talk about, but keep an eye out. Keep an eye out.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah. Definitely,
2: definitely. If you heard Eric on this podcast and he's playing in your town, drop him a line about the best places to eat there. I think he'd appreciate it. Oh,
1: yeah. Absolutely. Love
2: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Eric. Thanks for joining us, man. It's been super yeah, fun. I loved it. It's
0: super great fun. to see y'all. Sam, it's been too long. We'll do a show together soon. We'll hang out soon. Yeah, There's, yeah. If I'm ever in your
1: area, I'll let you know. And likewise, if you're ever around here, let okay, me know. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I love y'all. Let's let's yeah. end with a little too sweet. Can we end with a little too sweet? Uh hell yeah. Woo!
1: There we go. Something like that. A <laughs> little awkward, much. a little awkward, <laughs> but we got it. We got and it. That's my
0: whole vibe, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they, they roam around it's like they're a roaming free free range
1: oh you can't say roman um and then we are on uh, i'm on instagram at funky samadina
2: and i'm at she shines for you
1: and everything else we do is at a hypothetical comedy Fuck yeah thank you very much eric
3: yeah
2: thank you me. brother y'all take care
3: bye all right Bye.